All right, I'm going to read from Luke chapter 19. And can I say how great it's been to be here with Steve and the pastors and just seeing what God is doing. So Luke chapter 19 says in verse 1, In the city of Jericho they lived a very wealthy man named Zacchaeus. Someone say Zacchaeus. Who was the supervisor over all the tax collectors. As Jesus made his way through the city, Zacchaeus was eager to see Jesus and he kept trying to look at him but the crowd around him was massive someone say massive and Zacchaeus was very short man and he couldn't see over the heads of the people so he ran ahead and he climbed a blossoming fig tree so he could get a glimpse of Jesus when Jesus got to that place he looked at the tree and he said Zacchaeus hurry down for I'm appointed to stay at your house today so he scurried and he came face to face with Jesus as Jesus Left to go with Zacchaeus, many in the crowd complained, Look at this, of all the people to have dinner, he's going to the house of a crook. And Zacchaeus stood up and he was amazed at the gracious visit of Jesus in his home. And he stood in front of the Lord and he said, Half of what I owe to the poor, I give to the poor. And the Lord, if I've cheated anyone, I promise to pay them back four times as much as I've stolen. Jesus said to him, this shows that today salvation or life has come into your household. For you are a true son of Abraham. The title of what I want to talk about today is I'm not who I used to be. I'm not who I used to be. Have you ever felt like you're not good enough for someone? You ever had that feeling where you go to a party, you go to a place, you go where people are, you go to a group of friends and, and, and something inside of you feel like you're just not good enough? Maybe because of something you've done, maybe a place where you've been, maybe an environment you were brought up in, maybe it was a, a failure or a mistake, or, or maybe when you get around that people you feel like you can't live up to their expectations. You get around and you feel like I'm not good enough. Well... No matter how they see you, it's like people always just see you through your past. You know, when I started dating Ketty, my wife, I mean, when I first saw her, she was in the church choir. And I saw her and I was looking at her with eyes of purity. And I thought, hubba hubba ding ding, look at the legs on that little thing. There was something that come over me when I saw it. You know, the Bible says, it says, watch and pray. Well, I want to tell you, that day I was watching and I was praying. I was like, come on. Oh, thank you, baby Jesus. I was like, come on, Lord. I you know, because I just felt the worship with my eyes open. Anyone ever been like that? And you're thanking Jesus for what you're seeing through eyes of purity. Amen. That's what I was doing. And so, you know, I started to see... Kelly, I first saw her outside. Oh, she had skinny jeans and I had skinny legs. And I remember I saw her and I was, and I was like, there's something. She had long brown hair. I had long blonde hair back then. And I remember there was this one lady that tried to tell Kelly that she shouldn't be with me, that she shouldn't date me. And so she kept saying, because Kelly was from Bulgaria, you know, and and she was saying to me, or saying to Ketty, she needs to go back to Bulgaria. That Ketty needed to go back to Bulgaria. That she shouldn't stay here and date anyone and not you. And she told me this, this lady, that Ketty, she needed to go to Bulgaria. But you see, I sort of thought that I knew what Ketty needed as well. 
She needed a little bit of tenderness. She needed a little bit of kindness. She needed a little bit of Sanger. That's, what she, that's me. That's what she needed. Okay. <laughs> and so I'm thinking I knew what she needed. Even her parents, right before we got married, a week out from being married, her parents, me and Keddie, had this big fight right before we were getting married. And the parents said, why don't you just come home with us? You don't have to marry him. You know that feeling of not being good enough. You feel like I'm just not good enough for them. Well, Zacchaeus, he would have felt this way. Now, he was a wealthy man. But how Zacchaeus made his wealth was not popular. You see, in verse 7, they said he's going to the house of a crook. You see, Zacchaeus, he was a supervisor. He was a boss of tax collectors. And to finance the Roman Empire, the Romans levied taxes. And what they did is the Jews would oppose these taxes because the taxes supported the Roman government and the pagan gods. And so Jews didn't want to support the pagan gods or the Roman government. But get this, tax collectors, they were Jews by birth, but they worked for Rome by choice. So in the eyes of the Jewish culture, if you were a tax collector, you were like a traitor to your culture, a traitor to your beliefs. You were a betrayer of what you've been brought up in. And when someone has a bad reputation... It changes how we view them, doesn't it? And the Bible says that the crowds were massive. You see, Zacchaeus' obstacle of getting to Jesus was massive. It wasn't just the crowd that was massive, but the obstacle was that he was a crook as well. And you see, often the obstacle that stops you from getting to Jesus is something that you know about yourself. And often we, we put it between us and Jesus. Jesus doesn't put it there. But we put that obstacle there. So I want to ask you today, what's your obstacle that's stopping you getting to Jesus? What is it that you think that is somehow making Jesus unattainable, unapproachable, or impossible to get to? For Zacchaeus, his obstacle was the crowd. His obstacle was he's a crook. And his obstacle was he was short. Where's all my short people? Give me a wave if you're short. Where's all the short people? Yes. There's advantages of being short. I like short. I think there's advantages of being short. When someone says duck, you don't have to when you're short. When the rain comes, it falls on everyone else first and you last. When you're short, you're not vertically challenged. No, you're fun size when you're short. You never have a problem with leg room when you're short. You just put your legs out anywhere. And it's always short people that win at the game of hide and seek because you can never find them because they're hiding in something like a Tupperware container. You're thinking, well, how did they get in there? They're short. So Zacchaeus has obstacles. But I want to tell you something. Regardless of what your obstacles are, Jesus can make a way where there is no way. 
The Bible says in verse 2 that he made his way through the city to Zacchaeus. Watch this. I don't know what you came here today with. I don't know what problem or challenge or maybe a situation you're facing. But I want to tell you, Jesus can make a way through so he can get to. He can make a way through your mess to get to your life. That's who Jesus is. What I love about Zacchaeus is he didn't cancel himself out because of his obstacle. He stayed eager to see Jesus, the Bible said. What did he do? He climbed a tree. Sometimes you have to do something you haven't done before to get somewhere you've never been before. And so Zacchaeus, he's desperate to see Jesus. The Bible says Zacchaeus was a very short man and he couldn't see over the crowds. Too many people can't see Jesus because of their obstacle. You need to change what you see. Zacchaeus needed to change his viewpoint. I remember I was preaching in our city campus once, and while I was preaching in there, I'd preached that day for five times. I was very tired at the end. And I remember we'd done ministry, we'd prayed for people, and then I was getting my Bible. I was about to leave. I could see the exit doors. I started walking towards them. And out of the corner of my eye, I could see this big man coming towards me. He was an islander man. And he was coming. And he's jumping over seats. And he's going through people. And I looked at him. And I looked at the exit. And I looked at him. And I looked at the exit. And I thought, I can still make it. No, I didn't. I stayed. And this big man, you should have seen him. He was huge. He was a cross between UFC and KFC. He, he was a big man. He's coming at me. And he comes over and he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out this bullet. And he goes, I want to give this to you tonight. And I said, what is it? And he said, it's a bullet. He said, I've been carrying it around in my pocket all day. He said, in my car, I have a gun. And he said, all day I had this bullet in my pocket and I was going to commit suicide that night. And I was planning it. And he said, and then this afternoon, one of my friends called me and invited me to church. Can I just pause there and say thank God for people who call their friends and still invite them to church. And then he said, and I heard what you said. And he said, I just wanted to let you know, I don't need this now. And he started to give me the bullet and I had a Bible in my hand. And as he gave me the bullet, I gave him the Bible and I said, suicide is no longer in your life. Now your future is. You see... Sometimes we need to change our viewpoint. Get our eyes off what is temporary, what is momentary. Get your eyes off the obstacle and put your eyes on Jesus. He's your answer. He's your solution. He's your peace. He's your portion. He's the way maker, the miracle worker. Stop telling God how big your problem is and start to tell that problem how big your God is. Change your viewpoint. So then Jesus, he calls Zacchaeus. He calls him by name. And when Jesus got to that place, it says he looked up and Jesus said, Zacchaeus, although they had not yet met, Jesus knew who he was. 
And you might not know everything about God, but let me tell you something. He knows everything about you. And notice that Jesus calls him by who he is and not what he has done. Calls him by who he is and not what he does. Which Zacchaeus, the name in the Greek literally means pure. Which is an oxymoron to the life that Zacchaeus lived. I mean because he was an immoral man. He was a cheat, a crook, a swindler, a a deceiver. Yet that's the difference between Jesus and the devil. You see, the devil, he'll call you by what you do, what you've done. He'll say, you're hopeless, you're useless, you're worthless. I know what you did last night. I know what you did last week. I know what you did last summer. Oh, he'll bring it up. He'll bring it up. But Jesus doesn't define you by your obstacle. You see, every person has four areas to their lives. There is the arena area of my life. That is the area that I see and that you see in me. It's the arena part of my life. Then the second area is the mask area of my life. That is the area that I know about me, but you don't know about me. I keep that hidden. Then there is an area called the blind spot. And the blind spot is the area that you see in me, but I don't see in me. Have you ever seen something in someone, but they can't see it in themselves? It's a blind spot. But then there's this fourth area of my life. This is the area that you don't see in me, and I don't see in me, but only God sees in me. And that area is called potential. Potential. And what God does is He sees the potential that lies within Zacchaeus. He looks and He doesn't call Zacchaeus by what he does. No, He calls him by who he is. Pure potential that He sees in Zacchaeus. And in verse 6, it says that He came face to face with Jesus. He came face to face with Jesus. You know, when Moses was face to face with God, he led a nation out of slavery. When Gideon was face to face with God, he was called a mighty warrior. When Sarah was face to face with God, a barren woman gave birth. When David was face to face with God, he took down a giant. When Peter was face to face with God, he was forgiven. When Lazarus was face to face with God, he rose from the dead. Let me tell you something. When you come face to face with God, he does not see your obstacle. He sees your potential. That's the God that we have. Now get the worship team to come. Zacchaeus now knows I'm not who I used to be. Think about this. Zacchaeus, he's had this moment with God. Change happens. And there were three things that we see happen in Zacchaeus' life when he realizes, I'm not who I used to be. The first one is transformation overwhelms you. The second one is generosity overflows you. And the third one is salvation overtakes you. You see, transformation overwhelms. He can't remain the same now that he's had an encounter with Jesus. Something's happened inside of Zacchaeus. It wasn't information. It was transformation. 
You may have arrived one way at this conference, but let me tell you, after the awakening finishes on Sunday, you're going to leave different. You're going home different. For Zacchaeus, it wasn't behavior modification. No, it was heart transformation. And there will always be voices that will try and hold your obstacle against you. The Bible says many in the crowd complained. They said he's a crook because they didn't understand. Lots of people aren't going to understand what God has done in your life this week because they weren't here. They weren't there. They don't know. And there'll always be voices of the crowd that'll try and hold something from your past against you. Try and hold your obstacle against you. (laughs) But don't listen to the voices of the crowd. The voice of the crowd is fickle. They can be with you, then against you. Wisdom never comes from a crowd. The crowd, what the crowd mentality wants to do is it wants to either make you silent or make you the same. That's what a crowd wants to do, to either make you silent or make you the same. Don't listen to the voice of the crowd. Listen to the voice of your Savior who sees the potential that lies inside of you. The second thing, so transformation overwhelms you. The second thing that happened to Zacchaeus is generosity overflows you. Zacchaeus welcomed Jesus. He gave half of what he had to the poor as soon as he met Jesus. He said, I'm going to pay them back four times, anyone that I've done wrong by. You see, watch this. Zacchaeus, he's no longer living out of greed. He's now living out of grace. Paul says in the Corinthians, see that you excel in this grace of giving. Zacchaeus went from greed to grace in a moment with Jesus. And he wanted others to experience this generosity. You know what I love about my son? When he was younger, when he was about 11 or 12, he was playing soccer at school. Every lunchtime, they would play football, soccer. And the the sad thing is he would come home and he would tell me about his friend Jack because Jack was always left out. He said, yeah, the friends. He said, I like it, Dad. He said, I play really good. He said, but they don't ever let uh, Jack play. They don't ever let Jack play because he's not very good at soccer. You know what? And I heard that story and then a couple of days later, Taj come back and he told me what's been happening in his school. And he said, you know what, Dad? The other day I went out and I bought. He said, because the rules at school with soccer is if you bring the ball, then you make the rules. If you bring the ball, you make the rules. So you know what my son did, Taj? He went out without me knowing and he bought a brand new soccer ball and he started taking it to school. And he come home a week later and he said, I, I asked him and I said, how's it going with Jack at school? He said, oh, Dad, it's awesome. I said, what happened? And my son Taj, he said, I went out and I bought the soccer ball. He said, so now when we play soccer, I bring the ball to school. So I make the rules. But he said, you know what I do? I give the ball to Jack and I let Jack make the rules. And so now Jack plays every lunchtime. I love that because where did it come from? Just a generous spirit. Just generosity that overtook him. That's what generosity will do. It will help others. So it was transformation that overwhelms you. It was generosity that overflows you. See, because in the eyes of the crowd, he was a crook. But in the eyes of Jesus, he was changed. 
And the final one is salvation overtakes you. Jesus said to him, salvation has come into this household. So for Zacchaeus, all he'd ever known is a life of selfishness. But now he's living a life of salvation. I'm not who I used to be. Something had changed on the inside of him. Too many people are not living out of their salvation. They're living out of their selfishness. They're living out of jealousy, out of hurt, out of revenge, out of resentment, out of hatred, rather than being overtaken by their salvation and living out of love and hope and joy and peace and compassion and kindness and grace. What's interesting is the name Jesus in Hebrew is the word Yeshua. That word Yeshua means salvation. So when Jesus went into a tax collector's home whose name was Zacchaeus and said, today salvation has come to this house, he was making a pun because what was really happening is Jesus, salvation himself, was now in the house with Zacchaeus. So what Jesus was saying to Zacchaeus is my name is now your name. My salvation is now your salvation. My identity is now your identity. He was overcome with who Jesus was. And we think this story, we think this story is about Zacchaeus seeking out Jesus. Oh, he was eager. He was climbing a tree. We think it was about Zacchaeus seeking out Jesus. But the Bible says the Son of Man has come to seek out the lost. Oh, it was never about Zacchaeus seeking Jesus. It was Jesus who was seeking Zacchaeus. He's a God that will seek you out. He's a God that will find you. No matter what your obstacle is, He's a God that will find you. And there's people here today and you've got obstacles. You've got stuff going on that's stopping you from getting to Jesus. I want you to stand where you are. Stand up if that's you. You've got obstacles. Stuff that's blocking you from getting to Jesus. If that's you, stand to your feet. I believe the Holy Spirit's just going to move on you right now. If that's you. Well, it looks like we're all pretty good. Okay. Why don't you close your eyes? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come. Come. There's something that's stopping you. Something like a struggle. You feel like you can't get to Jesus. You feel like you're not hearing from God. You're not there yet with God. It's like this struggle going on. It's an obstacle. Maybe it's something going on in your health, in your emotions, in your mental thinking and stopping you. It's blocking you from getting to God. If that's you, just stand to your feet. Stand to your feet if that's you. Yeah, just stand to your feet. Jesus. Jesus. Holy Spirit, right now, whatever that obstacle is, whatever that obstacle is, when Jesus came to the tomb of Lazarus, He said, roll away the stone. I just think right now, He's just saying, roll away the obstacle. He's rolling it away, no longer holds you, no longer 
It's going to block you. I just feel like the Holy Spirit saying, just remove the obstacle. 